Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh my God, hey. What are you guys doing? Just hanging out, listening to some podcasts, maybe driving, maybe cleaning. Thanks for landing on mine. You are listening to She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks. And in case you couldn't tell, I'm Emily. Um, it's it's been a it's been a wild week in the Bravoverse. So um, so yeah, it's just is Mercury in retrograde because I feel like everything I've tried to do, technically has been, technologically has been thwarted. For example, I recorded. I recorded a bunch of recaps with my friend Pia, who you'll hear you'll hear most of that recording. Um, but then the audio just started to like like burst. It would sound like bursts of like electric shocks all for the Salt Lake City part of the recap. Um, and then when I uploaded it, you know what? You guys don't care about this. What do you? You don't care. You're like, bitch, just get to the Bravo, okay? And I will. Alrighty. Um, I'm going to just let Pia and I take it away with Summer House and New Jersey. And then, like I said, Salt Lake City didn't quite come through. So I will record that and give that to you as a solo recap. Um, here's the thing about Orange County, you guys. Here's the thing. I did watch the episode, but I, I just don't have the bandwidth to care about them. I I want I wanted to at least address it, but I think I'm just done recapping Orange County. We've got so much going on. Um I will be giving you Miami as well. So you're still going to get your summer house, you're going to get your Jersey, you're going to get your Salt Lake City, and you're going to get Miami. I think we're good. Because Orange County, it's just disjointed. They have this, the final scene is them at a dinner and everyone's like talking over the other one and going, wait, what did you say? And then someone else starts talking and then they can't hear that person. And it's just this mishmash of things. Heather is not who I wanted her to be. And I guess I was living in a in an alternate reality where she was not so fancy pants, but she's just extremely bossy and controlling of this vacation. So I kind of like that Noella is challenging her, but then the way Noella challenges her is super annoying because she goes the extra. She just goes so extra. She's just doing the most. And I realized, you know what? I don't care. I don't need to analyze this. I don't really care anymore. I'm not even going to make content on Instagram about it. I just don't even care. Okay. But you're still going to get a great episode. It's still going to be long as hell. And I also have a bonus episode dropping this week. Uh, I'll probably get it up the same day as this one with my friend who runs the account Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo. 
I swear she's like one of the smartest human beings I've ever met. Um, I, yeah, I couldn't even keep up with her. She's so damn smart. But yeah, okay, guys, enjoy. Um, okay, let's move into Summer House. Let's yes. start. Let's start light and fluffy with Summer House. Um, I don't. Okay, so this Alex guy. Oh, I, I hate I him. I hate him. <laughs> I don't I understand him. why he's there. Like, he seems not happy to be there. Um, he's he just. I mean, I get like physically why they wanted him on the show because he's he's gorgeous. His body is literally like a work of art because is he it? works on it all the time. Well, I mean, I, give the guy actually, credit. No, because this is the problem. If you are talking about your body so much and how much you eat constantly all day long and how much you work out, I need more than what I'm seeing. Ooh, Andrea looks better mm. to me. Andrea and looks amazing. And he doesn't, he doesn't talk about it, that. It, That's why I'm confused by this casting choice because someone had to have interviewed him. I think that they were just, they had two new people that were coming into the house and they were just trying to make them attractive and maybe see if anybody would find them attractive. But that's not casting. Casting should be vetting these people, have a conversation with these people. And you would have learned that this guy just talks about his diet and exercise. Well, I, I have had many conversations with people about how I believe that we're like reality shows aren't as good anymore because we, I don't know what production has thought, but like, they think that we only want to look at beautiful people. I don't care it's about true. that. I don't You're need right. to, I don't need people to be beautiful. I actually, the, the shows that resonate that stick with me that I still talk about today from reality television worlds are from when casting was not like that. They were really just casting real people because you got real drama. You got interesting people like real worlds stop being good once it was only pretty people. Exactly. My favorite real worlds were Hawaii, New, the first New York, mm. uh, the first Vegas, like things like that when it was just real drama. I agree. No, I completely agree. It's like when they when they bring in a young housewife, like one who's like 35 or under. I'm like, no. Yeah, I would like an older lady over 45. I want a catty old, old, yeah. older lady that who's has lived stuck a in life. her ways, <laughs> who's not going to change. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so this Alex guy doesn't make sense. So they're the party's ending. They're kicking the people out. And Alex is like wanting to bake cookies or something, but he's just like not properly involved in it. And I'm like, can we just kick him out? Like, can they do that thing where they try to he's, vote out? Remember when they tried to not, vote out uh, Jules and um, who was that creepy guy that was there when Hannah and Paige first came on? Oh, yes. They were trying to. Oh, I forgot about Jules. Oh, we I did not like Jules. Oh, she, I compl- she she was trying too hard to be up people's butt. And I hate that um, Jules. Jules and Jordan uh, Jordan remember yeah. they, like they got together they're like we're gonna kick them out I'm like let's all get together and kick out Alex because he doesn't need to be there he's ruining things um I mean so maybe the- they will um I don't he's definitely not gonna be asked back no they're already like uh he's not getting a contract duh um but Danielle's fight with Robert is kind of bugging me because I think she's just and she's admitted this she's not had a long-term relationship before. Mm -hmm. I think she's just very immature in relationships because she's getting mad at him for being really busy, but like, that's what a chef does. A chef is busy and she's busy. She's super, super busy. And they just have different schedules and she's 
picking those type of fights that are kind of boring to watch. It's yeah. like, she's like, you're not talking to me. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, this isn't even entertaining. At first I was going to disagree with you about her being immature in relationships. And then I was really thinking about the whole pool party thing. And she did make some adolescent comments like, oh, isn't that amazing? He's cooking seafood. I don't eat seafood. Like, <laughs> like she would make like comments. I was like, that seafood looks delicious. And like you would want, if you're introducing your boyfriend to this whole group of people, you want him to fit in, have fun. You don't walk over and go, you're not talking to me. That's very childish, very like high school yeah. behavior, you know? I so, really like Danielle and I really I do am too. rooting for their relationship. And I, and I'm pretty sure, cause I have their no patience. They're, they're completely good. I think he, he was in the audience when her and, um, Lindsay, um, Lindsay were on watch what happens live. So they're good, but I do, I don't, I want her to nip it in the bud before he gets annoyed. want to deal with that. Cause I think that they seem really happy together and it seems like a healthy relationship overall. Yeah. So, um, don't, annoy him. And I know that she wants to show him off too, because she is in such a strong relationship. So I think she really wants us as viewers to see that. It almost seems like she's always like the ugly duckling, even though she's gorgeous, even though she's gorgeous, beautiful body, everything. But like the whole Jordan thing, like, "Ah, I don't actually like her. And like, you know, just making it seem like she's constantly been looking for someone to have a relationship with. And throughout her time on the show. So she finally finds that and he's good looking. He's a great career and I think she just really wants him to be present so we can see that well he got the message because the way he came through in this episode where he surprises her with an actually beautifully done like picnic setup situation remember when Stravi oh I was just gonna say that with that oh (laughs) god it was so bad and everyone like collectively was like what the fuck is this no one was like oh pretty much everyone was like I don't get it this makes no sense it's not even good but Robert was so thoughtful he got her like the candies and the pepperoni their favorite and like had the bubbles he he understood the assignment. He and, was like, look, I feel like you feel maybe neglected. So watch this. I will make this and I'll I make think, this good on camera. And this is why I root for the relationship, because it, that could have easily gone. Left. Yes, he could have been like, you're being unreasonable. But he he's empathetic. Yes. Even though like he is busy and what he's saying isn't wrong, but he can also validate how she may be feeling and just show give a little bit an effort to show, hey, I do hear you. I am still busy, but I'm going to try to at least try to come up here when I can. And so you can like trust that, like, look at me, I'm surprising you now. So, you know, might not be every weekend, but I guarantee you, if I have time, I will make time for you. Absolutely. Um, But then we have also the Paige Andrea Craig triangle and they're sitting down to like dinner or something when they first all get to the house. Yeah. And Lindsay's like, how was your date with Craig? And I, my butt clenched. I got so nervous. I don't have the emotional maturity for a love triangle because she's just like talking about, she looks uncomfortable too, but like there's Andrea and she's like, it was good. And Lindsay's like, was it your first date? She's like, "Mm -hmm, it was, it was my first date. Can you (laughs) shut the fuck up? I'm like, can we all stop talking about this, please? Because I'm uncomfortable. And I, I, if Lindsay was trying to stir the pot, I love her for it. Good for her because I'm sure she's like, this is stupid. Yeah. But I, I could not be, I could never be Paige. Could not be me. I, I didn't know how I felt about Andrea from Winter House. Like he, he didn't do anything wrong, but I didn't, I didn't get enough of him to know if he was like a fuck boy or not. 
you know? Because mm-hmm. uh, they were just in a house together. So I didn't, I don't know, like Carl, I know he's a fuckboy, formerly for, fuckboy. A reformed fuckboy. And it's, I think that's amazing. That's another conversation. But I have to say that conversation that Andrea had with Craig, I thought it was going to be like a drama. And the way he was just so like chill, he was like, hey, I just wish she had said something. I tried to call you. Not to be like drama. I just wanted to call you because we're really, I thought we were really good friends. And if you wanted to go for a page, like I get it, beautiful woman, but I like, I want to be friends. Like, I, this doesn't have to be a big deal. And I was like, Paige, I think you picked the wrong one. <laughs> Cause like in the very next scene, we get this horrible like shit show. I Craig, like, I think, I think Craig you picked the wrong rude. Like, he is rude. And the thing is, I've been watching the relationship on social media. So going into the house, obviously I knew that her and Craig are fully together at this point, but, and I was like, oh, they're cute. I love that for them. Watching this episode. I was like, <laughs> oh no. Oh. oh no. I was like, I don't, he is at page. So Again, <laughs> yet again, Lindsay, I don't like when the men yell at Lindsay. I don't like when they do that because Lindsay tries to be honest mm-hmm. when someone asks her a question. And the fact that the honest answer would hurt the girl's feelings is not Lindsay's fault. Yeah. But they're like, fucking Lindsay. Like, I think she's Austin a loser. She, she, she's always been a loser. She, Lindsay but sucks. She's Craig, so dumb. And on Winter House, Craig was kind of not removed from it, but he had a girlfriend. So he wasn't really in the mix with all the drama. And he actually, I was like, oh, Craig seems like he's grown up. Maybe yeah. Craig has changed. As soon as this moment happened where Lindsay was, because Lindsay tells Paige, then she's like, look, I'm trying to be a good friend and like kind of warns Craig, like yeah. I did that. And he immediately switches into, if you're going to let Lindsay get in your head, you're weaker than I thought. I went, oh shit, he is still fucked like, in the head. For someone to gaslight you like that. And wow. then, and then not only he's he going after Lindsay, he's going after Bros Austin, right? Not, under not, the bus. not poor Austin, but like, it's like, you're, that's your best friend who you're saying he's an idiot and he's a loser. That's why he's, he's always, here. he's always been a loser. It's like, okay, that's okay. your bestie. That's supposed to be your best friend. Is, and he, and don't they and, have a podcast together? <laughs> Um, yeah, and I'm, I mean, the thing is, there's such, such toxic people over at Southern Charm that, like, oh, yeah. even if Austin watched that, he's probably like, whatever, I don't care, you know? Or they, or he was like, Craig, what's your problem? They got like in a big fight and then they just moved on. Yeah, like they, they're, they're all so toxic to each other that it wouldn't even phase. You are right. Austin. You are right about that. Um, but Craig purposely, I don't know if you felt like this, but he purposely also said the four year thing about hit Austin and Lindsay in front of Sierra to because Sierra is clearly defending Paige and to hurt her. I yeah, feel like I agree. I agree. And that also was- to like maybe discredit Lindsay, but that didn't even make sense. Like, yeah, and, and I, like I, no one understood Lindsay's wide, a wide open book. So what were you trying to say? Like they've been like hooking up. You're right. That was absolutely a way to hurt Sierra. The, yeah, I think because Sierra was being very vocal in that room and mm-hmm. it was it was no mistake that she, he just wanted to like put her in her place. Like, and I think Austin, like, oh, you guys have this romantic thing, Sierra. Austin's doing the same shit. You think that he's a trustworthy guy? Mm-hmm. Oh, do you think that because he gave you all the attention instead of Lindsay? Oh, they were it, they were both in relationships with people that they loved and they were fucking each other for four years. So yep. good luck with that. That's what he was saying to her. Uh-huh. Um, 
when, when they flashed back to the date to the, like the date that they'd gone on. And she was like, I told myself I wouldn't fall. I wouldn't get in a relationship unless someone really like blew me away. And Craig gets this like smug little look on his face. And he goes, it wasn't that hard. Uh, and yeah. she's like, Oh, you think you blew me? And she handled it really cute and with confidence. But I was like, ew, I don't yeah. like that. I didn't like the way he is acting so nonchalant about this. He's making this seem like this was an easy catch. I don't like that. And then obviously Paige had no reason or not no reason, but no right to be upset. But you know, when someone treats you a certain way and kind of like withholds their affection and acts better than you, you care more. Like we're just toxically trained to be attracted to that. Absolutely, She's trying. And I think that's why she's messing, still messing with Andrea, to be honest. She wants Craig, but she also knows that Craig is probably not ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm that's classic. Oh yeah. I'm cool with like it being chill, but you're in the back of here. Like you're not. Well, and then as soon as you get the, like the confirmation and you can like see the visual of them fucking someone else, you you get like sick to your stomach. You're like, wait, Mm -hmm. no, I'm actually, even though I was just in Andrea's bed having like a little like sweet, sexy talk or whatever. It could, but women are so different. It's like, yeah, she was doing that, but it was, it's, she knew deep down. Yes. If if Craig wanted to, to lock it down, she would just tell Andrea, like, this was a fun little thing to like kill time. But like, she, she, it's, it's not real for her. It's not emotional for her. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the free view for next week is them like sitting in Craig's bed talking about it. Um, and she, she looks just like a little kid. Like she looks so nervous and he's not in any way validating her feelings or making her feel better. He's just like, dude, we said we weren't going to be committed. And yeah, that's absolutely true. But it's clear watching that, that he was in no way like caring for her feelings. Yeah, it's about what it's not about if you did something wrong and then no one's saying and then she's not even saying that you did anything wrong. It's just he, and it's, he's just and he's kind of like mocking her. It, making yeah, it's, fun it's of her. Way, it's the way he's doing it. It's it's not it's hurtful. Yeah. The way he's speaking to her, the way he's speaking to everyone. And then and he speak- says, so, Pia, he says something that really pissed me off. He's like, I didn't come here for this. I came here to like drink by the pool and like have fun. I'm like, so what he's saying is I didn't come on your show to have drama. I, yeah. you know, I came here to have fun. So like, don't, if this is the, he basically is surprised she's even doing any of this mm-hmm. because he's like, we had an agreement. This shouldn't be like relationship drama. Cause I'm not really in a relationship with you, which is what he's like that, you know, that player bullshit that men like yeah. to do. So he's totally making her feel like now she's like ruining his time. I didn't come here for this. Okay. I came here to have fun. So then she's like, I know, I know you are. Uh, uh-uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Then the most awkward thing in the world happens. Andrea comes to check on them and actually like sits in the room with them. Oh, I didn't see I'm that like, part. It's in the preview. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. For next week, preview for next week. I'm like, get out. What are you three doing? Oh, God, that is it's awkward. very awkward. It's very it, awkward. It, but, I, but the thing is with um Andrea I think he's just like genuinely just like okay everybody let's get along no he like, really is like, he's like, like I just want everyone to be my friend yeah like it's like he he she picked the wrong guy <laughs> I don't think she had enough in common with Andrea I feel like Andrea's good to look at but I wouldn't know what to say to that guy after a while I think the same thing I because I was trying to dissect why she would pick uh Craig over Andrea and I think it's Craig is a safe bet 
in a sense of like he's an like he's a good looking guy. He's already guy. on a show too. Yeah, That's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, like he's already on a show. He's a good looking guy, but he's not too good good looking where like he still has like a dad bod like kind of like Schwartz where it's like Schwartz is good looking but it's like it's attainable yep where Andrea is like a Greek yeah Adonis yeah Yeah. and I think that that's a little bit too much it's like I don't know how to handle all that like besides like he doesn't really he's when he's so Italian and like Europe is always a few years behind America so like in on Winter House at one point he like jumps out to, to jokingly scare Austin and Craig. And he goes, what's that? Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. <laughs> and, and so put- like, I feel like he's just not someone it- that Paige could really connect to. Exactly. Pushing the girl in the pool, even though I thought oh. her, her reaction was not warranted. Like I would have been annoyed too, but not to. Well, ass- don't, that was do not hit a face. That was assault. No, that she, was assault. She, she took, she took her hands grabbed the top of his hair so he could go nowhere and smacked him in the face. Did you see that? That's like, what that happened? Was, yeah, he, uh, she took, like, he was in the pool. She, Paige was pouring um, the drink, trying to pour the drink in his mouth. When his head was, like, she grabbed the top of his head and did that. And then when he backed up out of shock, she ch- then proceeded to try to stomp him with her shoe and missed. No, too far. That was way too far. That was a real assault. And again, this is a model. You don't mess with a model's face. Like, so if he, if you didn't miss, you would have kicked him. She, and she had a heel on. A oh clog. my God. She had a clog, a clog, a wooden clog on. Also, why are you wearing a wooden clog? <laughs> she had a wooden clog on and she tried to stomp him in, in his head in a pool. Wow. I didn't, I could, I, cause it happened so confusing because Paige was pouring the drink and I couldn't tell how she got involved, but she, you're right. She grabbed his damn head. She grabbed his hair. Wow. Smacked him with full force. Wow. And tried to stomp him in his head. That's attempted murder in my book. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not, I, I am not a strong swimmer. I can swim in a pool, but not if someone's attacking me. Not I'm if someone's attacking I'm going to die. Um, before we wrap up summer house, Lindsay kind of in a manic state being like, I'm going to go to Mexico with a complete stranger and Carl uh-huh. looking concerned. All these things are okay for me to watch because we know that there's a happy ending. Yes. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about that. Um, I want to know how awkward it is for everyone knowing that Carl and Lindsay are in a relationship currently. And it's like, not like the first time. That was them, Lindsay, thinking that they were more than what they were the first time. This is a full-blown relationship where he's posting about her. She's posting about him. They're calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend, and saying love and all this stuff very openly. How is it to watch how flirtatious, not even flirtatious, straight up like into Sierra, like both of them are into each other, Sierra and Carl. Sierra does not like Lindsay. And it's super clear. So I'm just wondering. Do you think like uh, Sierra's pissed? You think I'm, I'm wondering both. I'm like, I'm wondering how, how Lindsay feels about watching that. I mean, I know she was in the house, so she, I'm sure she saw a lot of it. But... I feel like watching it. She's probably like, that's right. But you didn't get him. Exactly. And then, but then I'm like, I, I go immediately to the comment section and everybody on Sierra's posts are like, oh, you should be with Carl, not Lindsay. You're so much better looking. Excuse up. me? Mm-hmm. I went straight to the comments. That's my favorite thing to do because I need to know what other people so, are saying. So on her posts, they're like the people like the fans are like, oh, 
I can't believe Carl's with Lindsay now. He, they, you look so much better with Carl and all the stuff. Yes. But they're, that's gross. So that's why I'm wondering, I'm like, how is this like been watching it back? Not that Sierra did anything wrong. He was very single at the time, but like now that they're in, like they've been together, what, almost a year now? Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how that, that must feel in the comparisons and like how people are like, I feel like by now, Lindsay's probably got to be so tough. Lindsay yeah. has been doing this for now with this is what fifth or sixth season, sixth season. I feel like she's been through it, but she also gets so much support. Like I'm a Lindsay Stan. I, I'm I, a Lindsay Stan. And I feel I, like, I never know why they don't like her. I don't because I get it. She's a lot to handle because she does have an anger problem. Yeah, but um, if she don't get her activated, but don't get um, her activated. But like she is the most like amazingly loyal friend. That's what I'm saying. She's actually a really good friend and a amazing lot of, friend. And I actually think that she's and she's always even no matter how mean the girls are treating her, she always is willing to be friends with them. Yeah. And that's why I don't like, I think that it always is stems from one girl saying, let's not like her. And then they do this like mob mentality. Cause I think that's how, why Sierra doesn't like Lindsay. Cause like she got in with mm-hmm. Hannah and Paige who it doesn't like Lindsay or didn't like, I think Paige likes Lindsay a lot more now. Yeah. They, but, they're much closer, but it's like now, so Sierra's like, oh, I, like fuck Lindsay. And then the whole Austin thing. And I feel like she's just like constantly just kind of like saying fuck Lindsay. And I'm like, Sierra, I don't like, like why it. do you, I was like, why do you not like Lindsay? Like, and I would also like to point out that Sierra, when she does go on Watch What Happens Live, I get that she's new and I'm sure it's a bit overwhelming, but she, the last one she did, especially with uh, Amanda, mm-hmm. she was not good. Like, I didn't she, even watch it. How, like, elaborate okay so she andy asks a lot of probing questions and this is actually something like a separate topic real quick but like it pertains to this andy i find it so funny he'll ask questions that he knows the women can't answer right and they and if you're new they get like this kind of look on their face where they're like well you know i can't answer that and it's like it's a trick and he's just making it seem like he's asking the questions. It's just a prompt for them to say, well, you'll have to, you'll have to watch and see, but, and then you give like a vague answer. Yeah. So Sierra is very, to me, she has pretty girl syndrome. Mm-hmm. And so she, how was, did she not know what a lobotomy was? She's nurse. And she's a nurse. That made me mad. I was like, why do you not know what a lobotomy I'm like, is? how do you, are you a nurse? I'd like to see like, what the fuck? Like, you don't know what was, a lobotomy that was, is. That was weird. I thought the same thing. Um, so Andy would ask one of those questions and she would not really answer. And so Amanda ended up like helping her out and kind of answer like a couple of times was like, you mean like maybe with this too, like literally coaxing her into uh-huh. saying what she knows Andy needs to hear kind of cause Amanda at this point's a veteran. Yeah. Um, and so everything Sierra did, she also wasn't looking at Andy. She was like looking out and it was odd because that's not you. It just, she just seemed very out of, out of fish out of water. Yeah. Very uncomfortable, not quite settling in, um, but also seemingly bitchy at the same time. When I, she first came on, I was like, everyone did. We wanted her. I don't know if I like her. I I don't. I'm outwardly not a fan. I, when I say that, I'm not saying for her to not be on the show. I don't have to, I don't have to like everyone for them to still be good TV. I think she's good TV. I think she on the show, she is serving her. I think she's serving her purpose because she's like, you know, she's, she's, like the new, the new, new girl, not sure about her yet. She hasn't found her footing. Yeah. I do like um, that. She's got a good head on her shoulders though. Cause she was the only one to be like, 
he just gaslit the fuck out of you to yes. Paige. I was like, yes. thank God Maya's there. Yeah. Cause I feel like Sierra would have been like, oh no, I'm only concerned about what he, sh- what he said about Austin. Maya was like, fuck that. Uh, that was gaslighting at its finest. Yeah. And Sierra, like, I don't know. It's just something about like, she thinks that she's like, oh, I wouldn't like when she's, I, I don't know how you feel about this, but I really, really hate how they talk about Kyle and Amanda's relationship. Like if you're Amanda's friend, I feel like you guys saying things like they're not going to last and stuff like that on camera. Like, even if you think that is just not a good, I wouldn't do that to my friend. Even if I, if, even if I felt that way. Yeah. But then what's the I show? Would have, I, I know, but they see, have that's to, what, and this is why I can't be on. That's why you can't be on reality TV. Um, But I, I feel like only crazy people go on reality TV. You got to be a little fucked in the head to go on reality TV. I feel like they're only taking Amanda's perspective or point of view, but I find that Amanda also has some toxicity that she brings to that relationship. Of course. Because like, and I'm glad they're showing a little more than that because Kyle has talked about this over the years, how like for him, when he goes to the house on the weekend, that is his release. He does not drink usually during the week because he's all about working. So when he gets to the house, that's why you see him so crazy because he's just like, I've saved it for the weekend. And he's like, Amanda doesn't do shit all week. Like, and so for him, that's a point of frustration. He's like, we're doing this project together. I need you to step it up. And it's like, I'm constantly having to like guide you to like do your work. And that's frustrating, but no one cares about that. They only care about like Kyle cheated on her like five years ago that she decided to forgive him about like, we all have to move on from that. I have to say, so I, I think that it's a very simple fix for Kyle. All Kyle has to do is not binge drink. Yeah. And the fact that he refuses to just accept that simple fact makes him have a drinking problem, in my opinion, because yes. it's so simple. It's so simple, Kyle. Just don't drink like that. But yeah. he can't. And he and he gets and he gets defensive. And so there's the problem. Yeah. Amanda is unfortunately uh, this is a toxic tendency because she's chosen to stay in a situation that's not changing. Year yeah. after year, we see the same fight over and over again, but she chooses to stay. Mm-hmm. And if we took that fight out of their relationship, she would probably be more open to him criticizing her during the week. If mm-hmm. you want to, if you want to call it that, mm-hmm. but he's every relationship's allowed to have its frustrations. Yeah. And Kyle has every reason to be frustrated with Amanda because everyone's going to have that. Unfortunately with Kyle mm-hmm. refusing to take out the most toxic triggering element in their relationship, she has no respect for him. That's a good point. And I, I actually think that would be a fun experiment. Like if he really, and yes. let's see, he says that he's going to, he does all the time, but let's see if he sticks to it. Um, Let's see him try to just drink like a normal person and not because he he does. She just gets like he get, ends up like reverting into child, like a childlike state when he tr- binge drinks and he gets too wasted. So let's try to not get there and then see if Amanda still has things to say and then see. And then, you know, exactly. I feel like when Kyle's sober, I think he's hilarious. He's hilarious. He's a great guy. He's a great friend. I think and I think so, too. And that's why I kind of get frustrated with the other people, the other girls, because I'm like, you keep acting like he's like a terrible person. He has a drinking situation and he did make a mistake in the past. 
But I'm over that though. I've like, I, like that's you what, said, that's what I'm like saying. Like, we gotta she move forgave past him. that. We're gone. She forgave him. That was her choice. And you don't keep the punishing way, the person. Both all of these people, Hannah, Paige, Sierra, they weren't even around when that mistake happened. So like you guys are acting it's like like you guys got front row seats to this shit and keep bringing it up. Like also mind your own business. And Paige, guess what? The same shit you talking about their relationships. I feel like you're you're putting yourself in one right now. No, I feel like Paige is being careful. Paige has been lately. She's so much better because she knows. I actually, I actually think Paige is a really good friend. She has. I do too. I, she has these, and this is why her. This is why Hannah is no longer friends with Amanda because Hannah went this like complete disrespectful way of like saying that she didn't mm-hmm. like their relationship openly, openly, and just being super disrespectful. Whereas Paige, she may have similar opinions, but the right thing to do for your friend is to not try to continuously trash that relationship that she's choosing to be in. Mm-hmm. It's just not, and then it, like, she's supposed to be in a wedding and stuff like that. And then she's like talking shit like that doesn't work. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I think that Paige does because they are really good friends. She I think knows. Paige does see their moments of when they are good. Exactly. They've, and she's been with them for years now. So she's yeah. like, we love Kyle. Kyle is our friend. Yeah. Like we're all friends with Kyle. We see the good in Kyle. So we can stop with that. The problem is when Kyle drinks like that, it's really easy to be like gross. Ew. So it's such a simple solution that Kyle refuses to take part in. Yeah. And, I, and I mean, that's I'm, what makes it frustrating for it everyone frustrating. else involved. He just needs to chill. And I hope that he does. Uh, but Paige is good. I note. I noted. I was like, Paige knows because Sierra is not Sierra's not used to this yet. Yeah. So Paige knows she's very careful. She doesn't say like they shouldn't be married. She doesn't say any of that. So she's yeah. just listening. And she does say to Amanda, if you if you don't want to go through with this, I'll support you. Like she's just offering that solution. But she's not like Sierra, who's outwardly like, uh-uh, this is a bad relationship. It's like, that's not your call. I'm like, that's doesn't matter. All relationships are fucked up. Um, let's move it along to the New Jersey premiere. Oh my God. I'm already annoyed it. with Marge. Oh, okay. Thank God. I was like, I was okay. So right off the top, I'm going to ask like where you stand on the Marge versus Jenner- Jennifer overall, like from their first seasons together to now. So I briefly was on Marge's side in the very, very beginning, briefly, Same. because Same. I thought that Jennifer came in high and she, she did se- and she, she seemed really annoying and yep. like really braggadocious and I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I quickly realized it's not, uh, intentional. So there's, there's a difference like Heather DeBro going back to OC real quick. She does it with intention. She wants you to feel like she's more important than you when she's showing you all the nice things in her house and all her wealth and all that stuff It's to, to make herself be superior to you. I don't think that, um, Jennifer does it in that way. I think she's just so excited to show you her things because she's <laughs> like, like, she's just like, Oh my God, like, isn't this not, like in a very innocent way? Like she doesn't mean to brag. It's not about like, Hey, I'm better than you. It's more of like, I'm just like, I'm so grateful for my lifestyle. I'm so happy for it. And I'm like, I'm living my best life and I'm just excited to show everybody. I can and, see and, that. And, and for me, that's fine. If mm-hmm. I had all that stuff, I'd be like, look at, my, look at it. Eight bathrooms. <laughs> I have eight bathrooms, guys. What? <laughs> I just moved into this apartment a few months ago and 
I swear, I'm like, look at this. This is nice. Because <laughs> my old apartment was crap. I was like, it's like, guys, he heated pool on your ground. <laughs> I just, like, but I think you're a, totally right. It's not about trying to be superior. She, that's why so she's also genuinely, she's like excited. genuinely confused when people are like, you're bragging. She's like, I'm not bragging. I'm just like, I, like, isn't it cool? You're yeah. right. That's exactly what she never understands it. Not because she like, wants to not understand it. She just genuinely can't understand where they're yeah, coming and from. Even in the conversation, I was following what she was saying. I know it was all <laughs> over the place, but when she was talking to Marge and she was like saying like the money stuff about her husband, she and Marge was like, it's not about the money. And she's like, no, no, I'm not saying, no, no, that's not, again, you're misunderstanding me. I'm not like, bra- I'm not bragging. Um, I'm just saying that like, I'm just happy that I am lucky enough to have a husband that can, take care of me monetarily and I'm able to get to be the best mom I can be. I don't have to worry about money at all. That's not an issue at our house. Like all I can, I can do all the things that I want to do. He doesn't make me feel bad about not contributing to the household household. He doesn't hold it over me. Like I'm in such like, this is, this is such a nice, like, and especially coming from her culture where they have arranged marriages where like, you can see the dynamic with her father and her mother, like, I think she's just so grateful that it worked out for her and they're in such a good, good spot. And I think that's all that she means when she says that. And Marge is just like taking like things and just completely misconstruing it or creating her own narrative that she wants to create about um, Janet. And again, we're not in on the show, so I'm sure Jen can be annoying, but I find them way more annoying. Like I find Marge are really annoying. Mar the whole the whole trio. Yeah, are, same. like they're they're so annoying to me. Same. Um, and I don't think that Jennifer has anything really to apologize to uh, Marge about because I think that Marge does the same thing. And that's so Jennifer's it, point. Yeah, it's tit for tat. So like, I don't see like why she should apologize. Like, it's just the nature of the the game. And she says it so perfectly. Like, that's what I found to be. So on these shows, you're going to get people that like stir the pot and like push the envelope and antagonize, etc. Jennifer seems to be pretty comfortable with the way things go on these shows. She's like, you throw a dig, I throw a dig, you throw a dig, I throw a dig. So she's not even expecting an apology from Marge, even though she kind of if you're going by what Marge thinks is worthy of an apology, she owes Jennifer an apology also. Yeah, I agree. For making for teasing Jennifer about her life choices just as much as Jennifer did. And it's kind of it's like Marge said, oh, because that's your meal ticket or whatever she said, like you've never worked outside the home or something. And so Jennifer went to the next easy target, which was, well, you met your husband as an affair. It's like it's just a very like easy like comeback. I saw nothing wrong with it. It was just literally like a and it wasn't and it, and it wasn't a secret either. It wasn't she wasn't exposing a secret that Marge is trying to expose. And Marge with, tried to expose it in Jennifer's first season when she said when she said because uh, uh, Jennifer's like I don't care where my husband sleeps and she, and then Marge says the line Oh yeah, even if it's with at his girlfriend's house. And the and Marge says she had such a visceral reaction when she was like You better shut the fuck up with that. Yeah. Uh, and Marge is like, I didn't touch it, but now she pushed me too far. And she tried to see right there, there that she pushed her too far. I'm like, admit that you are seething from the reunion. Admit that the reunion, Jennifer got your ass so good that even Andy 
was laughing. Yeah. Even Andy, the, 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 the cutaways to Andy are the best part because when she says, when she says the, I'm not a, I'm not a mistress, honey, that's you. Andy goes, Oh my God. And puts the cards over his mouth. Cause he's like, Oh my God. She like, and he even goes, okay. All right. And like, kind of tries to break it up. Cause he realizes Marge is losing, but he like, let's like, keep going. Jennifer, yeah. Jennifer got her ass. I feel, I feel like they, they, the trio come at Jennifer because Jennifer's just so good at like sparring with Boom. words and they are not they're really not good and at also it. melissa doesn't do anything melissa did literally nothing in that episode and that to me is kind of what she does and i get that she's a staple on the show but the only reason she was ever interesting was because she because was sparring with teresa exactly and, and now, now we just now have that- like and now we just have a woman like kind of posing yeah like i'm she so always pretty. poses i'm yes. so pretty it's her whole personality like whatever, that she's girl. she's always very aware of the cameras too like you know when you're with that friend that is looking in their reflection anywhere they go yeah and like and like more looking at the reflection than even at you that's melissa oh absolutely yeah so um, i i thought that uh I, I thought that they were just seemingly very mean to jen they like, were I, and they always are and i'm always on jen's side because Jen, I, I'm sorry, she's making good points. She's yeah. And the thing is, did anybody stop to think, including Marge, that the reason why Jennifer is coming at you about being a mistress or having an affair is because she was the person that was cheated on? Yeah, some, uh, one of my friends said that so she thing. Like maybe she, she was triggered by that. And so she yeah, really so, doesn't so, respect others that do that. Yeah, because she was it. She was the person that got cheated on is her. So at the end of the day, throwing this out, that her husband had an affair is disgusting because it'd be different. It'd be almost different if she cheated on her husband. So you're just like, and you're a cheater too. You cheated on your husband. Mm. That's, that's different. Oh, like that's more of the equivalent. Okay. But you bringing up some, probably something that was super painful and that her kids from a long time ago, from a long time ago that her kids may not be aware of. It's disgusting. I, re- I do disgusting remember though. Me. I do. Re- okay. I'm going to say. I, and, and Margaret put out that she was a mistress in her book and, and she said it a million times. So when, when Jennifer brought that up, it's not anything that she hadn't been screaming from the rooftops. I'm going to say something though. Hear me out. I do. I like, am I clearly team Jen? Yes. Um, yeah. Do I like that? Margaret put it out. No, but this housewives baby. Uh, and Jennifer went like this when she saw where Margaret was going when she was she was like all right this is what you're gonna pull out she knew what fucking time it was and she went she wasn't an office she wasn't a manager she was a fucking pharmaceutical rep you fucking idiot if you get your facts straight I I have watched that over and over and Emily I I agree with you on that uh, it is housewives, baby. So when you go on a show, you'll get, 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 get dug up. And so, when it did, she said, all right, get your but, facts straight, though. But I'm just letting you know, is she Margaret is making herself into a villain, in my and opinion. She I, is it's good. It's, it is good for the show. And and this and again is why Jennifer is my favorite, because she she could have been like, how dare you bring this up? Blah, blah, blah. And instead she said, OK, baby, let's go. Let's rumble. And this is why she wins every time. I'm so, And then she did an interview. I think it was with Us Weekly. But she like they asked her like, OK, so what's this whole thing thing about? And she's like, look, it was from a long time ago. We've gotten past it. Um, but as soon as I realized what Marge was was bringing up, I said, all right, well, let's hopefully make this a therapeutic season. Then I thought, damn, now that's pretty. See, because Marge always acts like the victim. Mm-hmm. Marge always acts like she sits back and does nothing. 
and has no reason for anyone to come at her. But she's got lots of nasty digs and she's done a lot of fucked up things. She threw someone in the pool and she called her. Can we all remember? Did she not call Jennifer a concubine? How are you with Jackie? Um, I think Jackie, I, I've, does she serve a purpose to you? She does serve a purpose because okay. she also, she also doesn't mind stirring a pot. Okay. Um, I hated Jackie because she was so up, um, Melissa's, Melissa's boring ass. ass. Yeah. And I don't like, I'm a very, don't go. I do not like when people get involved in other people, other families drama. So like she needs to keep her fucking mouth shut when she's I, I get like I feel like I start slowly becoming Jersey when I talk when you talk about, about Jersey. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, so when she like Teresa and Melissa already have a contentious relationship and is can be derailed at any second. I'm always like scared whenever they're in the same room together, if it's going to like blow up. Totally. Um, they've been doing a really good job not doing that, but it's. I always feel like it could happen at any second. So when you have somebody like Jackie coming along and stirring in the pot, it's just like, I'm like, we don't want to go. Like I, we did so many seasons of them fighting. Like, yeah, like, I don't think we did we, I don't, this. I don't think any of us have it in us for them to do this again. <laughs> totally. um, so I need you to kindly shut the fuck up. <laughs> you're really, making me way too nervous. We've already did. This is dead and buried. Please so don't really, resurrect you're, it. You're a liability and I cannot have it. So I, for a minute there, I was like, I got to get her out of the show. She's like, <laughs> going to fuck my whole, like the Gorga in the, the whole thing is going to get fucked up. The civil war um, will continue. Yeah. Like I it was such a long one. It was yes. so long. It was, it was like so four long. seasons. It was, it was like eight. It's like 18 cast members ago. <laughs> um, I can't go back there. Um, it was dark. And that was when Joe had hair. It was so long ago now. He, he had hair and he was putting the black powder the on The black it. powder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, mm-hmm. He looks so much better now. Um, oh, yeah. Love. Sometimes you just have to let the hair embrace go. it. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. Um, but now I like that. She kind of realized that, hey, I don't want to do this anymore with Teresa. It's exhausting. It's just much easier to be friends. I don't know why I was holding on to this grudge for so long. And she is just like most people do with Teresa, just like, it's just so much easier to just let her be Teresa and stop trying to fix her. She's not going to change totally or get on board or get off like the train. That's totally Teresa will not change. Um, and she's not going anywhere. She, we love her too much. Like she's, she's a staple. Um, so you gotta, you gotta work around her at this point. Work around. Yeah. She's not getting fired. She's not going anywhere. She's got to work around her. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm glad that she realized that. So Jackie can stay. And I also liked the fact that when Jennifer did pull Jackie aside to speak to her, cause she was like, I don't like, I thought we fixed everything at the reunion. So I'm a little confused. Like I get why me and Melissa and Marge are fighting, but like why us? And she said it in such a genuine way that I think that yeah. Jackie, because she's not a bad person. I think she was all like, damn, like she like she doesn't have the two people in her well, ear. That made it really clear that Melissa and Jennifer and Marge were like, we're not talking to Jennifer. Right. And Jackie's like, um, but we're kind of cool. But it's like that mean girl thing where she's like, OK, I won't. Yeah. I won't talk to her. And then when Jennifer's like, but we've actually had like offline conversations. She's like, OK, I can't lie. We have. 
Yeah. She's and like, I you're bad. She's like, okay. I mean, I, and then she, she didn't really have a reason. It was more of like my reason of not liking you is because you don't, are not nice to my friend. And that's not a, re- that's not a, yeah, she's like, Marge is one of my best friends. I'm like, that's not how you start that. Yeah. That's, that's not, not a- so you don't, you don't have a reason. You don't have, you're literally fighting someone else's battle. And I think that sh- that's when she was like, I, she's smart. She's a smart woman. She's like, this is going to look bad. Yeah. We look like mean girls. She's like, and that's why she was like, I, we're good. We're good. We will start over. Yeah. Did you see the video of, uh, Louie at the retreat when it came out? I was, I didn't see it when it came out. I saw it recently, right? Uh, I saw it. This makes much more sense now. Cause I saw, I think I saw a little clip of it yesterday and I didn't understand it, but I didn't feel like digging into it at the time. And then when I was watching it, this, um, the episode this morning, I was like, okay, yeah. I was like, what is this? So I remember, I remember where I was when Bravo and cocktails, uh, the amazing Instagram account that always gets the tea posted it. Someone sent it to her in her DMS. She posted it. She leaked it. It went everywhere. Um, it prompted a lot of deep dives. Uh, one of my favorite accounts, Bravo, Bravo ducking Bravo did a dive into Louie and all of his exes and all the accusations. And it was kind of weird because at the end of the dive, I, I messaged her and I was like, wait, I feel like I don't think Louis is as bad of a guy as he's being portrayed. She's like, I know, right? Because he, these exes that are claiming these things are actually not very stable women, mm. but it's not that your first tendency is to believe them. Well, at least mine is to believe them, obviously. Uh, yeah. Uh, but then there was so much back and forth with Louie and the one ex who did like the run for narcissistic abuse. Uh, she is, she, there were like multiple charges brought against her. She like made Louie pay her money. Uh, it was, it was just a messy situation. And I guess she was the one trying to get him to go to this retreat, this men's retreat, which by the way, there are like wait lists for like so many men think this is like a valid I form think of therapy. I think, I think it's, um, taken out of context. Like, obviously that's a part of whatever thing that I've done weird retreat, a weird retreat in high school. Well, not weird. Sorry. It's yeah. Mine wasn't weird like that. Like this, I will not lie. That was terrifying. It was terrifying. terrifying video. He's like, all of them are like staring straight in the camera and he's like, tell her you're sorry. Tell her you'll never do it again. And like, what else are you going to work on? And he's like, I don't, um, uh, okay. I'm also going to work on something else. And of course it gave it this tone of like, why are you there? What are you repenting for? What did you do that was so bad that would make you need to do this to prove you're sorry? And the thing is, it's like, that's what I mean, like taking out of context, like the video is definitely terrifying and it probably is terrifying to be there, honestly. Um, But in those type of retreats, like sometimes there are these weird uh, exercises that they have you do. So it's it's not like, I, I think that, just going off of just what you said here with the, the other women talking, maybe she was like, maybe she was a toxic person. She was like, if you want to stay with me, you have to I go think to the retreat. What happened. He, go, he goes to the retreat. Like she asked, he has to put forth um, an effort and he did the exercise. Did he think that the, it was going to get leaked? No. But also the part that freaked me out, and this is where I changed my mind about it. I thought maybe that was a one-off. Maybe he was forced to do it. He was just trying to prove to an ex he cared. But then Joe Gorga said that he had been telling him, like, I got this great retreat. We got to go. And, maybe, and then but this maybe, video leaks. And, I'm and like, maybe it did. Maybe it did. Parts of it. Did, like, we didn't see the. We saw one isolated video. And who knows? Like, 
I don't like, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. Like who knows? Like there could have been like a lot of great healing other things that they yeah, did there. You're right. I have no idea. We're just seeing an isolated video, yeah. which is why I don't really want to jump to conclusions. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people, I, I know they were naked, but like, uh, they were topless. They weren't naked. Like when I, people said naked. I was like, okay, I want I, whoever told the story when they like put it together. I'm like, they weren't naked. They were shirtless because they were on a beach. Yeah. I'm like, I just, I don't know. I, I feel like we want it to be a crazy thing. Cause in, at like it with, with totally. that clip, it does look insane and insane, but I guarantee if we like watched the whole, like if they had the cameras up and we were watching this retreat, it wouldn't be as gnarly as we I think. I'm right there. Like with they, you. we just, we were on OC. They were just in a freaking um, yeah. sweat lodge, wedge lodge. Like they're, they're like, they're weird shit. They're weird things that happen. People and do ayahuasca and they like, and yeah. like, they like, you know, like I'm not, I want it to be a crazy story, but I also don't want it to be a crazy story because I, I don't, I want Teresa to be with somebody that is going to be good for her. And, and so far she seems super happy and exactly. like level. The only thing that is scaring me about, cause like he gave me dirty John energy right away. They're moved, they, they bought a house together right away. He was like moving into her life quickly. I agree with that, which is love bombing. And a, two of his exes said that he was sex obsessed, but I got to say, I think Teresa is the perfect candidate for that. Cause she's been deprived for so long and she probably could fuck all day. I feel like that is Teresa seems like someone who's just down to do it eight times a day. Mm -hmm. And so she's probably like, this is fine. I'm cool with it. Um, when they were on Watch What Happens Live, when Teresa was on and Gia was the bartender. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I wanted to bring that up too. And the pre, because here's what I'm thinking. If Louie wanted to prove to not just her kids, but to us as our, as she's a beloved character to us, like her or not, she is. We've known her. We've seen her go through so much. He should be like, we're getting a prenup just so that everyone feels safe about it. But instead he's like, Whatever she wants to do. I'm like, uh-uh, you should. I want you to want to get a prenup to show us. I agree. That you have her best interests at heart. I agree with that. I think that would put forth such, like, it would it would help everyone just go, relax. okay, we're good. We're fine. I also don't need Gia's 20-year-old self giving any advice. Because why was she? And she is beginning a lot of attitude. I can't stay. Uh uh. I've been, I've like, been, even the way she was talking to Andy. Uh uh. Like and, and Andy was like, you know what? Maybe let me just not say anything because this is not my business. Like, I don't, like, I don't even want to. He's like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not going to piss off Gia. I'm not getting back and back and forth with a child I watched grow up. Um, going to cross the line. That could have, going to put a line in the sand there. Um, so he definitely, he would have normally kept going, but he like definitely mm -hmm. created a boundary which I'm surprised, a little surprised because I feel like Andy has no boundaries, but I think he was like, I can't, she's still a child to me. He's like, we also are on live TV and this can't go too left. Yeah. And, and it was um, going there. It was going there. Cause you could see her. She was like all like bucking up, but yeah, she was like bucking up. I'm like, Gia, that's your boss. But like your mom, you need to be thinking about your mom. You yourself in the episodes that you, they have only just barely known each other for a year. It prenups are not showing that you don't love a person. It's, it's dealing with someone like if God forbid you guys get divorced, it's going to be much harder to think rationally mm -hmm. and fairly in an upset state of mind. So let's, when we're all lovey dovey now, and we're all being fair now, cause we're in love. Let's, let's write it out. Mm-hmm.
And and also prenups can work for both parties. I think that had that's the have, point. Prenups have bad reps. Like it's not supposed to be one like and that those are bad prenups where one person gets effed and the other person is like flying high. Prenups should work for both people. Like both people should feel like with if this ever dissolves, we are both okay with like how this like divvies up. Exactly. It's for both parties. And so him not being eager to do that is like What's up with that? Why don't you want, would, why don't I, you want the prenup? I don't have money. Sean doesn't have money, but we would definitely be still getting a prenup. It's just because divorces just are already ugly enough. You don't want to make it even more complicated. If it happens, it's like an, ins- it's like insurance. If you get it's insurance, literally, you don't ever want to use your insurance. Yeah. But, but you, when you have it, you're happy. You have it Yeah, when you need it. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I was getting, okay, a little, a little inside content creator, um, tea. I was getting really bad engagement the last couple of days. Like I just couldn't like the algorithm wasn't picking me up or something. Shadow was happening. I felt like I was shadow banned. And so I kind of felt like I was posting to no one really, but I was like, this could actually get me a lot of, I wasn't looking for the traction, but I knew it was a controversial topic. And I thought, well, if it's controversial, then I'll at least I'll get a lot of comments on it and then I'll get my engagement back up. So what I did was when I watched the scene with in the, there's a preview that they've mm-hmm. put out on Bravo Insider. And when I watched the scene of Gia and Joe fighting, uh, so the way it starts is Joe is talking about how he doesn't want Jennifer there because Jennifer was talking all this shit about him on social media, saying he was a crook. And then Gia, she's sitting in like the peripheral area and she decides to make it about her and her dad. Like she picks this opportunity and this, this like segue of being like, well, yeah, I bet it's not so great when people are talking about you. How do you think it feels? And so then Joe's like, Gia, I hear you talking under your breath. Like if you want to talk to me, talk to me. And she's Mm -hmm. attitude, such such bad attitude right off the top. Like she's like, oh, okay. You want to, you want to be rude to me. You want to give me attitude. And Joe then can't believe his niece is talking to him like that. Joe's like the attitude is like, I would never talk to my uncle or aunt like this. I'd be smacked in the head. And Teresa's just sitting there watching, not doing anything. And then Joe gets frustrated. And I, I'm not a Joe Gorga stand by any means. I'm not a Melissa mm-hmm. stand. I'm not a Joe Melissa stand, period. I think they came on the show with shady intentions just to take down Teresa. So I'm all, I get all that. Mm-hmm. However, Gia, just looking at Gia's reactions and Teresa, Teresa's not doing anything to explain this situation to her children. Yeah. So when they get mad that Joe had one thing to say last season, just one thing in the middle of that big ass fight, when he loses his cool and says he put my my mom in a fucking grave, that one thing is what they are mad about. Mm -hmm. I would also like to point out that Teresa has said the same thing on camera. She said, I think that me going away was way too much on my mom. And I think that that got her sick. And I'm mad at Joe because she took that time away from me. Mm-hmm. She has said that herself. And so when the girls get mad at Joe, there's no like emotional, mature parenting where she goes, look, I know that your uncle said that, but you have to understand that over the years, we've all said things about each other, your uncle and my, and your dad, they fought a lot. A lo- we've been through a lot. And your uncle just feels like your dad could have done more. That's because he loves you guys. Like she could really explain it to them and frame it in a way that makes sense. But because Mm -hmm. no one's ever taught these kids anything, 
Gia has been able to run her mouth. Melania has been able to run her mouth. They are now, a, now Gia is this adult who thinks she can act however she wants. And it reminded me of when she was a little kid throwing a tantrum at field day at Jacqueline's I, house. So happy you posted that because I completely forgot about that. Completely. And Teresa just is letting Gia have her meltdown. And don't get me wrong. I don't like Jacqueline at all. And Jacqueline was being kind of stupid to like passive aggressively read a book uh, mm-hmm. rather than just explain it in words. But Gia was screaming in her face. She was throwing a tantrum. Teresa as a mom, at least my mom, would have been like, shut the fuck up. Knock it off. You're being a brat. And I would have been in trouble because what that does is it teaches kids that when I act like this, I get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, I would, my mom would have lit me up. Yeah. Because that, you have to speak to, you have to, to anybody like kids. That. You have to teach them. This is bad. This is good. So when they do something, you kind of have to scold them in public so that they realize like, Ooh, when I do this, I get embarrassed. Yeah. And I and mean, so, like, that's how they equate it. And Carolyn, I think she handled that situation the best. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I don't think Jacqueline handled the situation because she's also arguing with a child. Exactly. And she was getting all pissy, which is she's like that, like sh- she did some fuckery with Ashley, which is why their relationship. Was yeah, it's up. like I mean, Jacqueline, like also don't read that book to a child. <laughs> the part that made me note like this is the similarities is that Teresa didn't go. You need to stop doing this right now, Gia. This is bad. Yeah. Instead, she's like, all right, well, just that's how she feels, guys. Gia, she feels hurt. I'm like, no. You teach children and humans how to be a child and how to be respectful. I definitely forgot about that instance with Gia because I don't remember her personality being like bratty. Like I know she had that episode moment. I do remember it now, but I felt like she out of like, it was always Melania who was the really mouthy, bratty, rude one. And Gia, like, I felt like, like even when Teresa would get in a fight, she and she would call Gia or whatever. She'd be like, Well, did you say this? And maybe this is like she seemed almost like she was like the Teresa whisperer. Like, and that was like the only way Teresa could like even acknowledge maybe she did something wrong. But I'm not seeing like like in the clips now. I'm like, I'm not Gia seems like a, a like she has this chip on her shoulder, and I know it's because of her of her dad going away and how immensely passionate she is about him and how, how much blinder and she has blinders blinders the thing is even when Teresa was like upset with joe um and she would try to say something and she was like she, she doesn't i think that she doesn't think it was joe's fault yeah no that's Teresa, the, and that's Teresa crazy go, yeah and, but the thing is Teresa is what you said Teresa needs to sit her down and say this these are the real things that happen but i don't think Teresa I, even knows she she knows to a degree, but like she's she just ref, she refuses to like she knows her how much her kids love Joe and she just refuses to mm-hmm. say anything negative. And that's though. a disservice to them, yeah. at least to Gia at this point, like the war that Gia is expecting to rage against Joe for saying this one thing last season. There was season after season of Joe Judai saying horrible shit about Joe Gorga. And Joe Gorga would argue and say, I'm not allowed to say one thing about Joe Judice. I don't say one thing on camera. And then I blow up and I get, we get in a fight, but it's always my fault. They always look at me like I'm the bad one, but their dad does all this shit too. And it's because Teresa and Joe let her, their kids know. And they talk all this bad stuff about uh, uh, her brother, Joe, and about Melissa. 
and they grew up hearing all of these negative things like they're liars, they're this and that. So for Gia, she just can't see like they're they're always they've always been the villain. Mm -hmm. And granted, they kind of are. I'm I'm I when she started being disrespectful in the clip to her uncle, I don't care. I don't care how, what they did, what they said. That is, you don't talk to them like that. They're if adults. You, if, if you feel, and I don't care that she's an adult now too. Cause I know yeah, that there, there are that's a lot her of people. Big are, thing. But a lot of people are like, well, she's an adult as well. And she can like, no, no, They're, that is your elder. I'm, mm-hmm. I am in my, I am 32. I cannot speak to my aunt any sort of way. Mm-mm. I don't, it doesn't matter how old I get that. She will always be my elder and I will always have that. And because of that, I will always have respect for, for her position in my life. And even if I don't agree with like somebody in my family, um, that is an elder, you don't speak to them. Like they're some little friend of yours. Yeah. And that's, and she's, I wish Teresa would would get involved enough to say, guys, a lot has happened in this family. So Joe did not mean to be like to say something that's like inaccurate. I wish Teresa would say, I've said it. I've said that your dad put my mom in an early grade. I've said that out loud on camera. And also Teresa needs to say that even though this is your dad, he is a person. And he's done shit. And he and, and his actions have repercussions and his, what he does affects people. So for uh, for your it's making uncle, me crazy for. Yeah. For your uncle. That he feel he does feel this way and he has a right to feel that way and to be angry with your dad. He's not trying to make you not love your dad, but he's people are allowed to be angry with your dad. Yeah. See, that's like kids need to hear that. But instead, Teresa, because she did this with Joe, Joe would go off and she would just sit there like, all right, well, that's my husband. I have to listen to him. I feel like she feels the same way about her kids. She's like, well, those are my kids. That's how they feel. I'm like, yeah, okay, to a degree. But you've taught them no emotional maturity on how to deal with it. And now we've got Gia thinking that her dad is some saint. It's I mean, like, I don't do- know how she thinks that when like I don't she must not watch the show back. But like, um, she also went through hell. She even said the season that they were dealing with Joe possibly getting deported, Gia was like, he needs to fight it. He told he promised me he would fight it all the way to the end. And she was outwardly mad. She's like, I told him forever to get his citizenship. He didn't listen. And now look where we are. But now it's like all of that is forgotten. And because they're on a reality show, your dad was a central figure on this reality show. He's going to be discussed on camera. Your mom is possibly going to discuss him on camera. And even yeah. the way when when Joe called uh, one time when they were prom dress shopping, when I was maybe last season. Yeah. And Joe was being a dick. Yeah. He was saying some shit and she to was, her. And, and she and then she shut Teresa down and yeah. and said, that's my dad. You she was deal like, with it. And it's like whenever Teresa has. And I think that's why Teresa doesn't say anything to them, because Joe has all of those little girls wrapped around his finger mm-hmm. and. So obvious, like, to be fair, I think that he's the, their favorite parent, even Probably. though, even though Teresa is doing most of the raising and doing all of the work, which is so and that always that, that always happens. It sucks, right? Because like, he's probably he is like when he is there, he's great with them and he's not, he's number one dad, but like outside of that, he's not great. 
And so there, it's like Stockholm syndrome. Like they can only see what they they know and what they see. So if he is turning up on Teresa, if he is turning up on Joe, uh, Judai's for, or uh, Gorga, Gorga, I mean, Joe Gorga, they all feel like they must've done something to prompt my dad to act like that. Yes. What'd you guys do to make him act like that? Yeah. I'm like, you guys are being led by the wrong person. It's just, it drives me crazy because it's a very prominent storyline in the Bravo community. Yeah. Bravo loves the Judices and they really glorify Joe, Joe Judice. Whenever there's like a picture of Joe in Italy, he, they're like, look at our juicy Joe. I'm like, what are we forgetting? Like he treated remember, Teresa like shit. Remember when he was on hot mic and he was yes. talking as he was like my, they show wife. it all the time. I'm like, like he was an asshole to Teresa. And, and I, and again, I think that's why Teresa has a hard time to talk, um, talking to her kids about it because the moments that oh, she, she has want to hurt them, the moment, well, the moments that she has tried to say like, you know, dad, wasn't that nice to me. They shut it down. And I think that for her, she just like she, her, those kids are everything to her. And she's not even willing to risk them being upset with her over that. Like, she's like, it's not like she's moved on from the hurt to a degree like so for her it's like i i don't want like my kids this is a hot button issue for my kids i'm fine i can deal with it my my emotional issues with joe on my own i don't need to involve the kids let them have their fairy tale life with their dad or whatever they think is happening mm-hmm. and it's just like i think she would just rather they, that's what they do that family they sweep things under the rug they sweep, they sweep it under the rug they the pretend rug. like they just live in an alternate universe of yeah. reality um, it's been just incredibly frustrating for me. Clearly I'm like going off about it, but yes, I posted that and obviously got a lot of back and forth Good, get from, that engagement. A, from a lot of people. And I was like, and then I went and checked my numbers. I'm like, Oh, I'm up 25%. So y'all Good. can Good. thanks a lot haters. Cause of course I got people being like, this is a reach. She's a child. She's not a child. She said it. She was an adult. So she said it out loud out of her mouth. And also I've always thought that like Joe just screamed at the kids. Like when Teresa went away, like they would show the household and Gia was basically raising the kids. Yeah. And like, so they weren't like this. We're, we're kind of living in this weird reality because we're on Bravo and they've been on Bravo our whole like journey with them. You know, they've mm-hmm. been, what is it like 10, 12 years now? Wait, uh, that. 13. Think, what are we on? Was, 17. I feel, like, I feel like I was watching that when I was in high school. What season are we on now? What season is this? I don't listen. Let's look please. that up. I'm looking that up. What season is this? Season 12. Yeah, we're on season 12. It started in two. So no, so I was just out. I was in college started 20, uh, 2009. Yeah. So we've watched Gia turn into an adult. And so I get that we feel protective, but I'm like, we can't be like blind to what's happening guys. And I'm Um, actually surprised that Melania is upset with uh, her uncle because she, she had the, like, I know Gia had a close relationship with Joe, but she's been kind of like, in her own little, I'm becoming an adult bubble and Melania and um, his daughter are so close in age and really close. So I just kind of was like, I thought maybe she would be like, well, also um, someone pointed out, they're like, how come there's all this, all this stuff to make sure that Joe connects with his nieces, but Teresa never is like, I want to take Antonia out. And I want to go see Gino. Like there's never, there's never the facts. You know what? You're so right. The, I had never and, thought of that. And anytime that she does have to go to an event for the, the kids, 
it's so awkward because you can tell she doesn't really have that close of a relationship with them because like, she'd be like, oh, Gino, come here, like for, for his like baptism or whatever. And he's like, I don't know how this lady. Yeah. Like, so there's, I totally forgot that, but I get, cause that's why, but honestly, the parents, it starts, remember, let's not even forget that Joe and Teresa's parents were fighting with Kathy and Rosie's parents. Like it's like generations of just not being able to get along. Yeah. And it's like, I just don't think they're smart enough. Like the logic isn't there for them to be like, because for example, when Kathy came on the show, I was mm-hmm. all like, Kathy's so sweet. I just didn't see what I see now. I went back to pull a clip and I was like, oh my God, Kathy was so passive aggressive. She just came on the show to make Teresa look bad. Yeah. And Teresa doesn't have the ability to articulate what's happening. So instead she just comes back with like a stupid insult that sounds like loud and inappropriate. So then you're like feeling bad for Kathy. Yeah. But in hindsight, I'm like, dude, Kathy came on the show just to drag Teresa. And then she'd make these little jabs and act like she didn't. But Teresa's not smart enough to be able to say, I know what you just did there. Yeah. Instead, she's like, what? And And like dead stares. And that's why she's like, this is why I didn't want to have my family on the Uh show. And they for sure. You see, you see. That's like, that's, that's all she can do is just, I'm like, no one sees because you look crazy because you look crazy, but like, but I can tell you this, I got into a huge argument when they first came onto the show with my cousin and they were all on team, uh, Gorga and cousin side. And I was not, you, you, you knew from day one. Oh, I also, I was like, guys, this is, why are we okay with the fact that they just came onto the, the show and was like. They're like, I, I just saw what they were doing. Uh-huh. But Melissa, and when Melissa doesn't see the comparison of her and Teresa, I'm blown away. I'm like, you can't see how you guys are pretty similar. Like, you can't see it. There was the season, I want to say season four, Caroline was still there. They went to like a ranch retreat and they were literally doing side-by-sides of Melissa and Teresa doing the exact same thing. And they did a package at the reunion where he was, and he's like, let's go to this clip about how similar you guys are. You see it right in front of you, even hearing what they're saying. And Melissa's like, I don't see it. And I'm actually insulted by the comparison. I'm like, okay, but that's because you're stupid too. Okay. Yeah. Before, sorry. I just want to say one thing. Yeah. Um, I think it was super rude that Marge brought up the whole tape stuff with Louie. Oh, fuck. I forgot to even get to the tape stuff. Marge was trying. She was like, she so wanted someone else to bring it up. And when everyone was being smart and not bringing it up, she was like, well, but I'm bringing it up. And then, and Teresa, she did show us that she's a veteran. She's like, watch me avoid this. Yeah. No problem. And March kept being like, well, I mean, I think it's good. And, but even Dolores, I'm going to say even Dolores kept bringing it up. And I don't know if Dolores was doing it from a place of like, I'm trying to do you a favor because it's better if he just addresses it. Yeah. Uh, but do, I was surprised Dolores kept talking about it too. Cause Dolores knows what time it is. She knows when to like, not say something. Well, she, she, she was more so talking about it outside of the party. She did bring it up the one time, but I think it, but Dolores, when her bringing it up to Teresa was probably to be helpful because she's like, you're going to have to get ahead of this. And cause you know, one of these bitches are going to say something and you mm-hmm. need to, she's like, I'm going to tell you exactly what happened. I think she was trying to more so give Teresa the she, facts. That's what it was, right? I was, ho- like, I mean, I love Dolores. So I was hoping that's what it was. I feel like she was trying to give, like, she just knew it was going to come up. She's like, we're already talking about it. Like it's going to come up. And she, I think she was just like wanting to make sure that Teresa was like fully knew 
Because, you know, she knows that Teresa is not going to go do her due diligence and go look up the clip and watch it. She's going to hear whatever she hears and go off of that information and never go look at the clip. Totally. (laughs) So Dolores is like, I was there. This is what happened. (laughs) This is what was said. I'm letting you know that's exactly what happened. So after that, you at least know that Uh that was what was said. Totally. You're right, actually. Because also, I want you to know. Just bury her head in the sand. And also. I did tell you, so I'm not hiding anything from you. So you can't get mad at me later for not saying anything. Totally. But I didn't say it in front of anybody else. And then along comes She knows comes exactly Marge. how to do it. Along don't comes say it in front of, Don't say it in front of any, not one other person. Only no emotion in it. Mm-hmm. And, fa- and just tell the facts. And even though she didn't like, she didn't, she, she was like, I personally would have been upset by the comment. Did she put her personal opinion in it? She mm-hmm. said it, she left it for the confessional. Mm-hmm. And that's how you be friends with Teresa. You're right. That you think not- she's, do you think she's going to, do you think Trey's going to get mad watching the confessional moment no, though? No, because she only gets mad in person. Okay. She doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't keep track of confessionals. And she also doesn't care about confessionals because I think she also uses it as a place to have fun. Okay. It's when you're in life and you're trying to embarrass her in the in, scene in real time. That's she doesn't, she has an issue with that. Okay. Okay. But Marge was like, Marge was like, I am so pissed off from the reunion last year that I am going to bring it up and be as messy as I possibly can. Yeah. Okay. Let's any final thoughts on Jersey before we go into Salt Lake city. Um, I I think that Marge is really annoying. Mm -hmm. Um, I have, I, I've liked Marge in the past. Um, but the past two seasons, she's been really annoying because she's been very self-righteous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These past two seasons. Yeah. And I don't like it. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. And I think with the, the she's turning with- into Rena. She's turning into Rena. Oh, okay. I see. That I used to love Rena because she was loud and she would call people out and stir the pot and it was in a fun way. She's then she's I becoming see. very self-righteous and it's just like, oh, okay. I see I the can. comparison. Okay. That's it. I'm going to have to dig into that. Like when we get off this recording, I'm going to like like dive into that. Cause I sort of see what you're saying. Um, because like, for example, on Salt Lake city, I feel like Heather and Heather is kind of like the Kyle of Salt mm-hmm. Lake city. And so mm-hmm. I get like, I, I'm like trying to put my, my finger on what Rena does and like what Marge is doing for me. I respect Jennifer's ability to just know what the job requirements are. Mm-hmm. She saw what was coming. She said, all right, let's ride this out. And then she took it to the funniest fucking place. I've never seen anything like that. It was the funniest moment. I've played it on repeat. I'll probably, I'll probably pipe it in. You know what? I'm going to pull up the, I'm going to pull it up right now. Cause I just love the clips so much. It's so good. Um, It's like, it's, she's definitely the MVP of the, the episode. uh, Because I'm going to, I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Bill had the affair with the office manager for two years. She's not an office manager. She was a pharmaceutical rep you f-ing idiot if you get the facts okay. straight oh i just love my favorite thing it's like okay i don't know how I, uh, this is gonna be my comparison it's like an eight mile Wait, did i already do this comparison no <laughs> it's like an eight mile when um they're doing the battle rap at the end and uh the guy gets to go first or no, the guy gets to pick who goes first. And he was like, you know, obviously the second person always has the advantage because they hear the, mm-hmm. the disses and they can whatever. And he makes Eminem go first. That's what Eminem's and, like. And Eminem says anything that he could think of 
that he was going to say about him and did it first. That's what I feel like Jennifer is. She's just like, okay, if we're going to go here, we're going to, I'm just going to tell you everything. She was and a it, pharmaceutical rep, you fucking idiot. And it makes, exactly. It, and it, it, the thing is, and it makes Marge, who's try, trying to drop this whole huge bomb, look so stupid. And you're just like, all she has left to do is just drop the mic and walk off the stage because I, there's I nothing you can say after so that. many times. I watched it so many times because I was trying to make that content. And so what actually happens is Marge is trying to, Marge is trying to like deliver this juicy gossip. And when Jennifer realizes what she's doing, she goes, she wasn't a freaking office manager. She says that line and you hear Marge go, oh, okay. Because she was not expect, she thought she was expecting to fight this one, but instead I, Jennifer's correcting her, and she's like, "Oh, okay." And then, of course, when when March in the preview for next week, when March takes it back over to the other Mean Girls, Melissa's like, "What's going on?" I'm like, "Can you actually do something, please, besides just be on the peripheral of the party?" Yeah. Uh, but she's like, "I told her about the affair," and ja- and Jackie's like, "Oh my God, what did she say?" And Marge is like, "That that it ha- that it that it happened." They're in shock because now it's different. You didn't just bring up a rumor that she can try to argue with all season. You brought up something that's dark and personal. And Jackie's like, oh, God. Although I have seen a bunch of blinds about how this is currently going on, that Bill is still cheating on Jennifer. And maybe he is. Exactly. Exactly. So I... I don't know if that was what Marge was going for, um, but obviously Jennifer knew what she was talking about. <laughs> and just, and uh, you know what? You know what Jennifer just did? Make me. We just solidified Marge we went, the villain. We because, went. Oh, Jennifer. Because, because it's like, OK, oh, what good burn. This woman has been cheated on. Yeah. What the do you hell? feel like? What are we supposed to do with good, that? Good one, Marge. <laughs> Way to go. Destroy her entire family and blow up her life. <laughs> Way to air out her emotional trauma. Good job. <laughs> Burn. I'm sorry that had to be cut short, but you got me now, baby. You got me to give you a little Miami flavor and a little Salt Lake City flavor. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Miami because it's a little bit, I, I need to go through Salt Lake City scene by scene, basically, because so much was happening. I like can't. I can't like, I can't wrap my head around that episode. Um, Miami was was pretty fun. I, here's what I, here's what I'm noticing about Miami. It's 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 for it's for advanced level housewives watchers. It's for those of us that appreciate the art of housewives. It's a sophisticated palette. Um, because a lot doesn't really appear to be happening because when you put it up against a Jersey or a Salt Lake City, maybe more of a Salt Lake City because this season of Salt Lake City just has so many crazy factors. Like you've got a woman, you got a woman who's a church leader for crying out loud. And like you can't really compare that to like any other franchise. So Miami just has a lot of strong players and their mere existence is entertaining for me to watch. They, so many like little moments happen. And if you're not paying attention or if it's just not enough for you, I can get why some people 
are like, I don't get why you keep talking about Miami. It's not that exciting. And I fu- I'm like, fair. I get it. Um, but I thought this episode was, um, it was just jam packed with things that were entertaining to watch because every housewife is so powerful, just existing. And the way they fit together as a cast, it's, there's just so much going on constantly. And so we're, we're coming off of them just being drunk all of yesterday and Julia was doing the pickle shots with everybody. And so Larsa is already like up in glam, ready to go. Kiki seems fine. She goes into Marisol and Alexia's room and like jumps on them as they're sleeping, which I thought was such a strange like visual. And Marisol in her confessional, she's like, I heard there was a really fun party last night. I also heard I was there. (laughs) Clearly, she was wasted. And then they do the flashback of them taking all the shots. And I, watching last week's episode, I was like, oh my God, I can, Julia's going to get sick. I could feel it. Because when you start on a shots kick, like if that's what, here's the thing about shots are so sneaky. As someone who used to go out all the time, I would order my cocktails. As soon as you introduce shots into the mix, as soon as you're like, should we just do a round of shots? It happens so fast. And it doesn't really register in your head that you just drank basically an entire cocktail in one setting and just boom, done. So that buzz kicks in and accelerates you to that level of fuck it let's just keep doing more shots very quickly like you're all you're you're all about to get so fucked up that when you wake up the next morning you're like wait and you're trying to count your drinks and then you're like oh my god we had those shots and then you start to remember how many you had and you're like oh my god no wonder i feel like shit and i've been Julia, like my best friend Heather and I have been Julia. I remember when we discovered picklebacks, okay? I remember that day. And same thing, we were doing it with vodka. We didn't, I didn't know it was some Russian thing. But we were amazed at how you take, you take the uh, shot. We were just drinking pickle juice, not eating a pickle. And pickleback is not a, is not a new not a new concept. There's a bar in downtown LA that's notorious for, I think they do whiskey and pickleback. Uh, I've done that too. Very dangerous. Also got sick. So watching Julia just be drink, she was doing shots with anyone she could get her hands on. And the difference is that pe- like if she brought one person over to do shots, then just that one person did that one shot. And then she'd bring the other person over to do shots and just that person got that one shot. But Julia has now done two shots. And then that kept compiling. And then she was drinking wine at dinner. Trust me, I was clocking this because I was like, she's not aware of how fucked up she is. And that's a dangerous place to be because then they get back from the dinner and she's like, everyone, we're doing shots again. So Julia is sick and everybody knows why she's sick. But Adriana is playing like, what could this mysterious illness be? It's possible that it is something mis- like just 
catastrophic that she'll never recover from. But everyone else is like, she just drank a lot. Granted, she needs an IV. She definitely has like given herself alcohol poisoning at this point. And Adriana gets up and she goes to get Nicole. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's right. Nicole's a doctor. She's a strong player. She's just such a strong player for this team. And at one point, Nicole, because Nicole, this is not their house. So Nicole goes into the kitchen. Marisol is in there with her sunglasses on, looking amazingly hungover. And Nicole's looking around for anything she can find to give Julia to throw up in. And she just, she finds a bowl. So she's like, fuck, I'll just take this. And Marisol is way too bitchy about it. She's like, oh, okay, Doogie Hauser MD over here getting a salad bowl. What, bitch, shut up. I don't, I do not understand this war anymore. I really don't. And Adriana is on a mission. Okay. Adriana makes a phone call and this is what she says when, when they answer the phone. She says, hi, I need to get a deathbed rescue. That's a thing. I mean, that's got to be like the joking is like, I want to know what menu she's ordering from the, per, whenever they title card, the person talking, it just says concierge. I'm like concierge of what? Like who do I call and say, give me a deathbed rescue. And they're like, coming right up. I don't know. And Alexia, though, she's not even phased. She goes, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. It's called being drunk off your ass. <laughs> then Alexia's in the kitchen and she holds up this pickle jar. She's like, look at the evidence. Look at the pickles. You would have diarrhea, too, if you were eating pickles all day. Meanwhile, Larsa's panicked because this is her big event. And I didn't realize the event was literally at the house, just on the roof. So she's like thinking of the timing of it. She's like, by the time the IV people get here, it's going to be like two hours. My event starts soon. So then Adriana's like, okay, maybe I, maybe I just call 911. And Alexia pops in and goes, I call 911 for everything. They know me. Let's just, let's call 911. She's like, I love 911, which is so on brand. I don't know why it's just, It made sense. Maybe because of Frankie and I could see like things happening with Frankie. But I just love that she's like, I call them all the time. They they know me. Um, The EMS guys come in to take care of Julia and they don't they don't even they don't want their faces shown, which is pretty normal. But they even have their voices disguised. They have that like monster voice alteration type of thing. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, But Adriana is acting like this is some mysterious ailment still. She's still like, oh, my God, I just hope they can get her back to the Julia I know and I love. Like, of course they will. They're going to give her an IV. She's going to just sleep it off and she'll feel better. If she hadn't been taking pickle shots, fine. I'd be like, what's wrong with her? But we all watched. She's given herself alcohol poisoning. I actually love... Lisa in this though because Lisa's just sitting in the kitchen and she's not wrong she in her confessional she's like look I have a different approach than everyone else and that is we don't all need to be in the room staring at her which is true it was really stressing me out that they were all just like crowding her and so she's like 
they're good. They got it. Uh, and then now they're getting ready for the party. Gertie's helping with the setup. And then it's like, okay, the party has now commenced. They've, they've fixed up Julia. And Adriana is like, she put herself together. And now they're up. It, this To be honest, this party looked like they all looked really hungover. And it was stressing me out. Like Adriana looks hungover. Lisa is so late to this party. So rude. Kiki. Is it Kiki? No, Gertie. Gertie goes down to get her. Gertie's like, you're the last one. The event's basically over now. And so Lisa comes upstairs all late. You know, it's been a morning for Adriana. And so when they sit down for the sit down lunch part of it, Lisa's instructing the guy uh, that's like helping set up and like help, you know, like the busser, I guess. And he's moving the umbrellas around to make sure that like certain people are in the shade. And and Lisa's like, wait, can you move it a, lo- a little over this way? Because I still have shade. And this just sets off Adriana. And it's like it was the perfect storm because Adriana was already on 10 and like hungover she at one point says she had to get ready with vomit in ugh, in the sink. Ugh. Sorry. I'm so sorry for giving you that visual, too. It just made me nauseous. Um, and so Andriana's like, I fucking got here an hour ago. I've been here the whole time. And I specifically said I needed a shady spot. And now you come up here with all of your diva ways all late. And now you're like. I need a shady spot. She's like, I need a shady spot. And Lisa's really strong. Like as much as they're just completely different people, she's not like the weaker version. She's just a completely different type of person. So she doesn't even care. She's like, whatever. Literally whatever. She does not care. Uh, And then Adriana has to like walk off. Of course, she's like, I'm going to go check on Julia. She walks off. This is all in front of Larsa's, like, influencer people that she's trying to, you know, get her jewelry line up and running. And uh, (laughs) they just make up, though. Adriana comes back. They realize that they can salvage this by just being like, you guys love each other. Just chill out. And they make up. They totally make up. Adriana's like, I'm sorry. It's been a morning. Lisa's like, it's fine. Sorry, I was late. And they're over it. And see, to me, that's beautiful. That's housewives, honey. That's what you do. You get a little petty fight in and then you move on. They're pros, okay? But then this pissed me off. So Marisol and Nicole have a conversation because Nicole's like, let's clear the air. Dude, Marisol, 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 Marisol. Now, I I can't remember what, I think it might be Watch What Crappens. They talked about how Marisol is just one of the thirstiest women around because you've seen, we've seen her on other franchises. So like after Miami got canceled, she was like, I will still do my best to stay on TV. I kind of didn't hate it. Because I just, she didn't really affect me very much. And I liked what she was 
I like what she's been doing this season so far. She's just been fun to watch. But, uh, you know, as I've stated already, this whole thing with Nicole has not been fun to watch. It's like it was fun the first night, but then drop it. And also, we still don't understand. I still at least don't quite understand what the deep beef is. And Nicole is nailing it. She's like, okay, the first night we were here, I kind of told Alexia that she's been coming on strong. And I feel like that happened. And then, boom, you started this whole war. And Marisol can't really land it. She's like, I'm sorry, but, you know, you said those things. And she then says, you know, Alexia, do you know how hard her life is right now? She's trying to get married for the third time. She can't find a venue. And then she's like, her son was in an accident. I'm like, okay, hold on. We all know that her son was in an accident a long time ago and they're still dealing with it. But her needing to get married and finding a venue is not like life or death. But I get she was – is it she's fiercely loyal and thirsty? Like it's like a one-two combo that I'm not – I'm not enjoying anymore. Because Nicole's like, okay, but you didn't actually hear me say any of these things. You didn't hear me say that Larsa was a hooker. Because I didn't say that. And you're taking hearsay from hearsay from hearsay. And then Marisol at one point goes, you're confusing me with someone who gives a shit. And right now I don't give a shit. What? Nicole's strong, though. She just kind of, she goes, okay. Takes a sip of her water and lets Marisol walk off. So Marisol just kind of, like, I lost some respect. I just lost, I lost respect here. I wanted her to be like, okay, look, we've we've talked about it. We've moved on. But I guess she's just trying to remain relevant or something. Or maybe she doesn't want to give up that easily because then it'll make her look weak. I'm not sure. But I'm ready for her to move on from it. Uh, Nicole, though, she's fine. She's like, all right, I've made my effort. That's it. So now this is for like the dinner, their last night there. Uh, Adriana comes up in like a turtleneck with a gold glitter boxy dress on top of it. It is awful. Everyone else looks amazing. Julia, she's there. Julia looks fantastic. She comes up the stairs and in her confessional, she goes, I'm tough. I'm Russian. But then she has the audacity, the audacity to say that it wasn't alcohol poisoning. And nobody can handle that. Nobody. They're like, okay. And Alexia, in her confessional, she's like, I get it. We have people who don't like to tell the truth. I get it. So they move on from that because Kiki decides to make it weird and goes, Lisa, what is your sexual fantasy? And Marisol goes, oh, my God, no. No. And Lisa, which we which we knew, we knew Lisa was going to say this. She goes, my husband, Lenny. You guys, don't you think Lenny's cute? And I've never seen a more awkward moment in Housewives history. And then the shady producers in all of their confessionals prompt with the, do you find Lenny attractive? And nobody 
not not anybody is able to even answer. And then they start talking about their their like hall passes, you know, like every like marriage is like, okay, if I ever saw fill in the blank, I'd be able to cheat on you. And and Lisa's is Channing Tatum and same girl, same. <laughs> Julia, of course, doesn't know who he is, which tracks. I feel like Julia wouldn't know that. And Nicole says John Mayer. And she goes, hello, your body is a wonderland. I mean, he knows how to lay pipe. I'm like, I mean, honestly, I'm sure he does because, like, he was he's a notorious playboy. Um, But I just don't find him attractive. But, I mean, a lot of people do. I guess I should not be surprised. Um, Okay, then something happens that is proof that producers ask the shadiest questions. The producer asks Marisol which is a weird question to me, if Nicole is superficial about her men. And I thought, what? Huh? Why are we? So what? Why? Why are we doing that? And Marisol just says, I'm not going to say anything, but I know everybody. And you'll see. And she's saying it in Spanish. You'll see. You'll see. Again, I was more noting that producers really will get shady. That's why when people get mad, like when housewives are mad at what you say in confessionals, like last year on Beverly Hills when when they tried to be like, Garcelle, you're really shady in your confessionals. And Garcelle's like, that's what we all do. Because she's like, you're all sitting in a chair. They ask shady prompting questions because they need the content. But then Gertie, okay, so Gertie tells her sexy ass story about her husband and her. They were like on a vacation and they went to this top of the mountain. She's like, people totally could see. And we were getting it on. And she's like, I liked it. She was so cute here. I loved her. She was so naughty and sexy. And then when they go to her confessional, she goes, Andy would pay to see that. Ain't he cute, Andy? And they show her husband, who I I didn't find attractive, but when they show him in like his uniform, I guess he's a firefighter. I can't remember. I should remember that. Uh, and that changes everything. I'm like, yes, he is. And then Larsa goes and somehow manages to make her turn the most boring, even though she's the one who actually made her quote fantasy come true. Larsa's like, I mean, all my fantasies I've made reality. And then she tells us that she was able to hook up with someone with the initials MJ. And immediately I was like, Michael B. Jordan. Immediately. I said, Michael B. Jordan. There's no one else. And then when the producers are like, is it Michael B. Jordan? She goes, no comment. Whatever. Larsa's like entertaining when she gets mad. But the, like, coy Kardashian thing she does is definitely not my vibe. I'm sure it's other people's vibes, though. You know, hey, there's some, there's a flavor for everyone on Housewives. But then we get this great scene. There's a DJ set up in the house, and they look like they know how to fucking party. It is Miami, after all. So they're dancing. Lisa gets on the gets on the turntables. This DJ looks super fun. And they gave us, I, you know, you can never use the music that they're listening to because it's all the, you know, the copyrights and stuff. So whatever music they did put in was good, and it matched, and they're all dancing and having a good time. So to me, very similar to Ultimate Girls Trip, they gave us all of the things we like, 
from Housewives. Got a little party at the end. Thank you very much. I don't know how many episodes are left, but not. it couldn't be a lot because they've already filmed the reunion. But yeah, I'm loving it, you guys. I am truly loving it. All right, let's let's go to Salt Lake City. This is a lot. Salt Lake City was so much. So much. So <laughs> they're still they're still really hungover. I mean, the the hangover they must be feeling is no joke. And their options with these hangovers, their options are horseback riding. ATVs or the spa. Now I'm going to put it this way. I would have been so hungover. I would have been in bed like, go fuck yourselves. I'm going to smoke a bowl and lay here and have anxiety. That's my, that's my hangover style. Um, But they are like, I don't, did they give them IVs? Like, cause these girls are raring to go. And so Heather and Lisa they go horseback riding together. And as they're walking out, Lisa goes, she's going to come back in love with me. And Heather goes, I'm already in love with you. I'm like, oh, what? Damn. This is a pretty, this is one of those trips on Housewives that changes everything. Like all the alliances have shifted. Everything is different after Zion. Okay. And uh, Jen and Whitney are going to do the ATVs. But Jenny, Meredith, and Mary are going to the spa. Jenny in seven-inch heels and a one-strap top, full hair, no makeup. And Mary and Meredith. I just, it was a, the least relaxing trio, in my opinion. And so when Heather and Lisa are done with their horseback riding and they're crawling on the rocks and Heather lets us, Heather, Heather kind of fills me in on, cause I was confused. It's like, what was the actual turnaround on this? And she tells Lisa that when that first night when they were all, you know, in the big fight and Lisa said that you, you know, you're like, I could have used more from Meredith for Heather. That was like a big epiphany. Like, Oh wait, like, Meredith isn't really a good friend to Lisa. And Lisa is maybe not the horrible bad guy I've been painting in my head. And so Heather says, you know, I just really felt for you. And Lisa says, I feel for me too. You know, nobody has their back more than Lisa Barlow has Lisa Barlow's back. Tell you that right now. And so then Jen and Whitney are finishing with their ATVs. And for some apparent reason, the producers, the cameraman, Jen, no one could throw Whitney a wet towel to wipe the dirt off her face. It would have been one quick wipe. That's it. Just that one little, just quick. I don't understand. I don't understand. (laughs) We're just forced to watch this whole scene. She has a full mustache goatee happening. Of dirt. Um, but Whitney is such a dumb detective. She's like on to the wrong case. You know, you've got Jen right in front of you who's allegedly frauded elderly people out of their life savings. But she's like, the first case we need to crack 
was Mer- Meredith's memorial real? I mean, that doesn't. And Jen is so happy. She'll Jen will take any opportunity to keep the focus off her that she's like, yeah, that's what we should figure out. But Whitney's still like she's a producer's dream because she's she also needs to have either Meredith or Jen say that they hooked up with the same guy. Whitney needs it. So she tried. She tried with Meredith earlier in the season. We got it in a flashback. Um, But Meredith didn't take the bait. And so she asks straight up to Jen. She goes, hold on. Is there something more between you and Meredith? And Jen, no. No, I mean nothing. Literally nothing. Okay. Sure. Whitney's like, damn it. I need this evidence. I need it. I feel like her produ- whoever her producer is was like, this is your mission for this season. Because we've seen, we've heard the rumors and we need them to be validated. And then they question the Mary-Meredith alliance, which is absolutely confusing. I'm not going to deny that it's just odd. Um, it is like a superiority connection. You know, it's like a... Meredith is very above it all. So is so is Mary. Um. So we go to the spa, and Mary is in her sunglasses and clothing, underneath the massage blanket thing. Um, I'm sure people who work in spas have seen it all, so maybe this isn't new, but it was jarring. <laughs> For them to pan over and see. It just looked so foreign in a spa setting. And so they're done with their treatments and they go out to like the courtyard area. And Jenny apologizes to Meredith for telling Jen about the private investigator. And honestly, I was like, when I first heard Jen say that Jenny told her about the PI, I was like, why? That's not even her friend. And the way Jenny apologizes, it, it, you know, I get that Jenny's over and we're never going to have to deal with her again, but it was very formulaic and like, I shouldn't, she's like, I shouldn't have brought it up and I didn't mean to hurt you, uh, but I'm sorry. I'm like, not good enough. You, you went and ran to Jen and then tried to say you didn't do that. Then tried to say you didn't stir that pot. So that is, you are not to be trusted. So they make up, whatever. And Meredith is then like, so have you guys talked to your your families since you've been here? And Jenny tells us about her disgusting husband. And they show a clip of Dewey. And you want to punch him in the face because he's like, never been to therapy, never will. Ugh, God, I can't stand him. Um. And so Jenny finishes with her little story. So she's like, Mary, what about you? And Mary goes, "Um, I don't know you like that. So, no. (sighs) This is awkward. I think I'm going to go. And just walks up and leaves. And Meredith is like, because I kept clocking Meredith, like, how is she handling this? And she just, it's like she's nodding along, trying to act like nothing big is happening. She's like, "Mm -hmm, totally normal. This is totally normal. 
not weird. And Jenny, Jenny's kind of doing the same thing. She's like, uh-huh, I'm going to act like, I bet it's probably so confusing in the moment that you don't really know what else to do. Uh, Yeah. So they're, they're all back at the house. By the way, this house is garbage. I noticed it when they were by the pool in the first day there. The pool is like a bad Best Western pool with like plastic lounge chairs. Horrible. And so they had like the Cinco de Mayo party. And I was listening to Know That pod, have had the boys on before. And they were speculating that it may not even be May. Because I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, she's because Jen's like, in honor of Mary calling me a Mexican thug, we're going to have a Cinco de Mayo party. And I'm like, what was it Cinco de Mayo? Because that's it's not it's like you don't celebrate New Year's. You know, not on New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, you know, but I don't know. I'd have to like go back and do math. So anyway, there's a mariachi band and they're they're all the way outside, like all the way outside in like the garden yard area. Um, that's where it's set up. But before they go to the dinner, Meredith goes into Whitney's. Now, remember, these people are violently hungover, you know, so like having a rally when you're that hungover, they probably just would be in pajamas sleeping cozy, but they've got a job to do. So Meredith goes into Whitney's and she's like, I have a very serious question. Jen has purported to the federal government that she has no assets. So is she paying for this dinner? Whitney is so confused. She looks kind of baffled um, because also most likely Bravo's paying for it you know, or it's all kind of already been paid for. Um, But I mean, Meredith isn't wrong, to be honest. Mer- like once you start accepting gifts from someone who's claiming they have no assets because the government is looking into them for fraud. um, Yeah, you, that's a good, that gets murky. It gets very, very murky. And it, then you're pulled into it. So I actually understood the question, but thought it was interesting that she chose to do it right there on camera and not maybe like text Whitney and be like, question, maybe maybe I'm being paranoid because they can't break the fourth wall and say, no, Bravo is. And so Whitney is so stressed out, but then they go to the dinner and right away Jen gives them, and I completely forgot Jen got these diamond necklace things for them. With stew, by the way. Hello, stew. And Meredith looks uncomfortable. She goes, thank you, Jen. That's very nice. She's not about to be like, I can't accept this because that will start a war. But stupid ass Whitney in her confessional, she's like, Meredith is accepting the gift? She didn't even want to come to the dinner. I'm like, girl, you are, okay, I really tried to give you the benefit of the doubt because you were able to explain Jen's fake business to us. You're not smart, okay? You're real dumb. And it is really frustrating. Okay, so we're at the dinner. And this, there's so many moments in this. 
I'm going to do my best to touch them all because, oh my God. All right. So first, Mary's like, I'm cold. I'm going to go inside and grab something. And Whitney goes, can you grab me, grab a couple blankets? And Mary goes, probably not. I mean, I, I, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, okay, fair. Um, which of course then Whitney brings up to the girls. She's like, uh, I asked Mary to get married, uh, to get blankets. And she said, probably not. Which prompts Jenny to tell the story about what happened at the spa. And uh, Meredith is like, look, I, I kind of get it because like you you wouldn't even have that conversation if it was just the two of you. So I get it. She doesn't know you like that. So, you know, co-signing everything Mary does. Mary comes back, obviously without blankets, but with a jacket on. And uh, Whitney, which is this is a very Kyle Richards thing to do. She goes, Mary, do you like Jenny? And Mary goes, no. Honestly, respect. This was a stupid fucking question that Whitney needed. Whitney did not need to ask that outwardly. No one asked that. They probably don't like each other. Let's leave it at that. They don't need to be friends. They can just coexist. This is housewives. You know, you just got to be able to show up for filming and that's it. Okay. Um. Jenny's arguing back and forth with Mary and uh, she looks to the other girl. She's like, is she not mean to me, you guys? Like, back me up here. And Heather goes, yeah, I mean, like earlier when like you just walked away when Jenny started talking and said she didn't matter. You know, that wasn't very nice. And uh, she's like, it's like her husband pitched in for the trip, you know. And Mary goes, what, what does that mean? What does what does that have to do with anything? Because you don't have one. Heather goes, what the fuck? What does that mean, Mary? Your husband is your step-granddaddy. And we just didn't, no one knew what to do. No one saw that coming. I understand why Heather said that, because that is the easiest comeback. Um, And it wasn't until I watched it the second time that I realized why Mary did that. Because Mary was like, okay, so wait. Because her husband pitched in, I need to be nice. Well, then why do I need to be nice to you? You don't even have a husband to pitch in. Savage, yes. Heather retaliated appropriately. I mean, so there we go. And like Lisa looks to Meredith and she's like, this like, this isn't nice. Like Meredith, you have to admit this isn't nice. And Meredith goes, what do you want me to do, Lisa? And Jen, drunk as fuck, goes, well, then be consistent, Lisa. And Lisa goes, what just triggered you right now? And Jen goes, I'm just saying, be consistent. And no one quite understands. We, we're we just left to assume she means because she's like, you weren't there for me. Okay. You weren't consistent with me. And then she just goes to the bathroom, leaving everyone hanging, which she's now done a two times. And so Meredith in her confessional says something that I can kind of agree with. And she says that Lisa doesn't stand up for her. So like, what does she want from her? And this is a very classic housewives feud. It's very Lisa Vanderpump, Kyle Richards. You know, it's like, 
that you want the person to stand up for you and then they don't stand up for you the way you want them to. And then the other person's like, well, you never stand up for me. Very classic formula for a good housewife's feud. So Lisa, we're back at the table. Okay. So Lisa's like, Jen thinks that like I'm a double standard because I don't stick up. And Mary interrupts and goes, you are. And this Lisa's like, fuck, fuck you, Mary Cosby. I am not. And Mary responds with, you eat candy and Taco Bell. You and your husband need nutrients. I mean, did anyone see that coming? I didn't see that coming. I think this is funny now, like the second time, at least that they've shown on camera, that Mary has used Lisa's diet against her. As if Mary's eating some like very well-balanced diet. And then in Mary's confessional, she's like, you know, she just, it just says a lot about her. She has no depth. <sighs> so Lisa says to Meredith, she's like, is this okay? And then Meredith goes, Lisa, you said no one stands up for you here. And like, now you want me to defend you? How do you think it felt for me to hear that? And Lisa's like, fucking forget it. I don't need you to stand up for me. And Mary kind of chimes in again, and Lisa goes, "Okay, Mary. No, I think because I think Mary says uh, you're just fake." And Lisa goes, "You're fake. Your apologies are fake. Your church is fake. Everything you do is fake." Now we are living in a reality where one of them is a fucking church leader, and they are able to attack her with the term "you're a church leader." Like this is a crazy reality we are living in here. And I don't remember what she said. She says something like, you're not a good friend. Mary says that to Lisa. And Lisa says, Lisa Barlow is an amazing human being. This really throws off Mary. Mary actually loses this little battle, in my opinion, because she gets um, she gets caught up in her words. And she she's like, you're the one you're calling. You're calling people at my church. And you're like, what's Mary? What's Mary? And I was like, here's. I was like, ooh, ooh, she got you. Lisa got you. And uh, then she goes, my whole congregation don't even like you. And then Lisa goes, you don't even have a congregation. They're all leaving because they don't know who they're praying to. And Mary goes, and you will never come. I don't invite the devil to my church. Ha ha. And they do an echo. The, the editors put in an echo. And then Mary goes, Jen, where are you at? Get this chihuahua out of here. Just yap, yap, yapping. <laughs> so, but, okay, so then Jen comes back. And this actually made me convinced that Heather really did have a change of heart about Lisa. Because when when Jen gets back, she actually sticks up for Lisa in front of Lisa to Jen. She's like, look, I get that she maybe wasn't what you needed exactly at that time, but she's here now and she's trying to make up for it. And honestly, like, I think it's time to just let it go. I don't really think Jen even responds. Jen's like, what was happening? I, I completely forgot what we were talking about. And Jenny and Mary go back and forth. I don't, I, whatever. I, like once Jenny, they, honestly, they could have just edited Jenny out. Like they could have done a better job at editing around Jenny. Cause at this point we know she's gone. I don't care. Uh, but, I think Jenny says something like, you're a woman of God. 
Like, how can you treat people like this? And Whitney then chimes in. She's like, it is confusing that you are a church leader and you treat us this way. And Mary goes, what does that mean? How, how do you think I feel when you're on that pole upside down? And Whitney goes, yeah, God taught me how to do that. You guys, what is life right now? What what the fuck? And Mary in her confessional, she's like, I don't know why I have to be held to a higher standard. But sure, except you're a church leader. And so you're literally leading people to like, be be better people, right? I don't really know. I, I don't. It's it's too much. That's too loaded for me to touch. So fine, she says that. And then Mary Mary's like, "Look, we're not real friends, except for Meredith." And so then Whitney's like, "Okay, Meredith, you lead with love and kindness." And Meredith goes, "Thank you." She goes, "But Mary doesn't. So can you explain this to me?" And in this very, like, soft voice, Meredith goes, if I think Mary's doing something wrong, I tell her. And then this is what makes Lisa lose it. So she gets up and I have a feeling they might have thought she was, like, just going to the bathroom at first because... Then the next shot you see is a cameraman like Blair Witch style running with the camera trying to catch up because they're probably picking something up on her mic. And they're like trying to get there. She's like, I'm fucking done. I'm fucking done. I'm done. She's like quitting. Like in her mind, she's like, I'm going to quit the show right now. Because she's like seething. And we get this hot mic moment. And okay, so there's a couple scenarios that could be playing in here. So the first scenario is she thinks she's quitting. So she walks into the room with the producer and she's going off. She's like, fuck Meredith, fuck her, fucking whore. She's fucked half of New York with her family that poses. They can't buy a house. And she's taking off her shirt to take off the mic because she's planning on like giving everything back to them so that she can leave because she is done. And so while all of this is being captured, she then turns around and goes out and tosses the mic to the camera guy, who's probably the same person that like puts on her mic. She says, here's your mic back. So it wasn't like she wasn't intentionally putting it on camera. Okay, so there's that. There's that one scenario. The other scenario is she went into that bathroom or room, or whatever, wherever this producer is, and was saying all of this into a microphone. And then when she was done, tossed that microphone right back and said, here's your mic back. Either scenario is great TV. The friendship is over, though. Like, she's... Meredith is, in my opinion... Obviously, because I'm the one talking. Meredith is so afraid of the truth coming out. Meredith is giving us such a fake version of herself and such a careful version of herself, which is what I'm frustrated with from Meredith. So you saying this shit, she'll never forgive her because now she's doubling down on social media saying she's really trying to say that Lisa did this on purpose to make up lies and stories about her. 
And uh, regardless of it's whether it's true or not, they're never going to recover. They're never going to recover from this, which will be very interesting to see now that the cat's out of the bag, what Meredith decides to go for this coming season. Because maybe she's like, gloves are off. Okay. So we're in for a wild ride from those two, I think, in season three. And I know there's a lot of controversy over this this scene. You know, it's like everyone's calling it iconic and legendary. I don't really know um, if we use the term iconic correctly. Uh, it, I don't think necessarily she was iconic for doing it. I think this whole episode was iconic because so much was happening from every direction. And the fact that at one point Mary goes to Heather, you don't have a husband. And she goes, your husband's your step granddaddy. And that wasn't the most explosive part of the episode. It just tells you where we are on Salt Lake City. So much is going on. It's crazy. It's insane. Um, back at the table. Meredith has apologized uh, for losing her shit the night before or the day before, the morning before. She's said she's sorry. So Whitney goes, hmm, now's a really good time to bring this up. And she starts by fucking saying, Lisa had reason to believe your memorial was fake. And I almost reached through that damn screen. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nope, nope. You're not going to put that all on her. Mm-mm, I don't think so. Okay. This is such a fucking tacky fucking mess. Sorry to cuss so much. But oh my God. You guys, fine. The second time Meredith doesn't go on the Sprinter van, I would give her shit for that because she can't just keep getting out of group activities. They're all being they're all being paid to do this. But she had a memorial for her dad who died. Okay, she she needed to meet you guys in Vail because she was already going to be in Aspen and then she was going to go to the Vail house to do the cast trip. What are you doing, Whitney? Let it go. What is she trying to get Meredith to say on camera? What is she trying to pull out of her? And is this just her producer saying, Whitney, it's your mission to to accomplish what? Production must know something else because they're guiding. Whitney clearly will just sort of do whatever production says. She's even said it before. Um, so I, Meredith loses it. And to be honest, don't blame her. And when Meredith loses it, she's crazy. She's She gets this look on her face. Run. Run. So she get like she gets up, she's done, she's done, she's good night, good night. Okay. There will be no discussion of my family. And then Mary's like, I'm following. She's like, oh, we're done. We're done. We're just done here. And Whitney goes chasing after them. Because in the preview for next this coming week's episode, dude. She goes running after them. I'm like, let it settle. And the next morning, 
Whitney doesn't quite remember what happened. So Whitney's not only is she running after them, but she's blackout. Bad combo. Ugh. Meredith tears her up in that scene, too. So yeah, I think I think this coming episode is the finale. I cannot I cannot be sure. I mean I could. I could check it, but um I believe so. Because we still have to see that moment where Meredith goes, you know, I'll tell I'll tell everyone who's who's hooking up with someone that nobody knows about. Oh, God, I'm tired. I mean, honestly, Salt Lake City is so much. It's not relaxing anymore to watch, at least maybe not for like a content creator, because there's so many things you have to pick up on because you can't help it. You're like, wait, I, I can't. Um. Okay. That wraps me up for the day, you guys. Thank you for your patience as I get through my technological difficulties. And stay tuned for the outro. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe? All of the above? If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me A Coffee. Buy Me A Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.